All right, we're here, the Gracious Losers Podcast, episode two. The Deuce, dropping the Deuce tonight. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be uh, dropping the Deuce. We're gonna be talking about NFL free agency today. A lot happened uh, about the around the NFL in the last week or so. We're gonna talk a little bit about, really briefly, about what happened in sports since the last recording, because there's a couple things that I definitely want to get on on talking about, especially the NCAA tournament. First off, though, if you know Casey or you know myself, you know that we love beer. Yes. Beer is uh, one of our favorite things to, to imbibe, That's as right. they say. And we're not talking Miller Lite. Not, not I knocking, mean, I'll have a Miller Lite. Not Let's not. Miller Lite. I enjoy you know, that, that as well, but, you know, I'll connoisseurs, drink, I guess. I'll drink it. That any. sounds snobby. I'll drink, I'm sorry. I'll drink That's anything. But, I'll drink I mean, anything, too. But today, we have a couple of really nice beers. And we've tried to make a, kind of a, a friendship pact that when we record this pod, we'll have good beer. That's and right. not have Miller Lite. No offense to the, the fine people at Miller, no Miller Coors. Um, so, Casey, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking something from my, my uh, favorite brewery in Oregon, if not even the U.S. Something from Block 15 in Corvallis. It's an amazing brewery, amazing, amazing beer in general. I mean, there's not a lot they do that's bad. But today I'm drinking Breakfast with Roses, which is an imperial stout brewed with maple syrup, bourbon barrels, matured in bourbon barrels. Conditioned on cocoa nibs and coffee beans. Uh, it's boozy, but it's also somehow smooth. I don't know how they do that, but it's it's an it's an amazing beverage. I would suggest, you know, finding it out there if you can. Um, yeah, it's a good one. How yeah. Works? Well, Casey, Casey uh, was so nice to share this with me. Uh, so I have a little bit in my glass as well. I will say it is really, really smooth. It's chocolatey. Mm-hmm. It's really chocolatey. More chocolatey than I thought it would be. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. Um, and it's boozy. It's an it's an eleven percent. It's 11, it's, yeah. it's a good one. Uh, I have a beer from Block Fifteen as well, which is again one of my favorite breweries. Um, this is their Golden IPA. It's Emerging Sunshine, um, and it is hoppy without being kind of punchy in the face. Like have to chew. Yeah, your IPA not too over the top. type hoppy. Yeah. Um, it's really fruity. It's really floral. I think it's it's more floral than than a lot of the IPAs you get in the Northwest. Which I think is nice. You and I both have been drinking a lot of hazies, yeah. so we've kind of had that like juicy. Uh, hey, well, yeah, hazy's the thing right now. The I mean, juicy kind of just they're a little more thick, but tasty. But yeah, this is this kind of milkshake. Yeah, this is this is definitely more floral. This is I always more like the a, floral. This is more of like yeah. an American IPA. Sure, I would say yeah, right. Some people call it like a West Coast IPA, the, the floral. Yeah, I'm I've gonna heard. I'm gonna take a quick sip, and then we're gonna get into some sports here in a second. So. All right, cheers, buddy. Let's do it. Cheers. All right, so things we want to talk about, or at least that I really want to talk about before we get into NFL free agency. Um, first thing, NCAA tournament. So yeah. on the last pod, we talked about the things that we were excited to watch this week. You talked about watching Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about watching the NCAA, or the Pac-12 basketball tournament. Yeah. And I made that little bold prediction that things were looking like they might set up okay for the Ducks. Certainly I did. Mean, should have put some money on it. Yeah, you because should have. the Ducks uh, four wins in four days. And they ran over Washington. Ran over Washington Just again. Again. Yeah. Again. Um, that ended up being a twelve seed for Oregon, which is not the best seed. And they're playing Wisconsin. But they're playing Wisconsin yeah. again. I feel like we always get Wisconsin in the big tournament. Yeah. But we get an extra day of rest. I say we as if I'm a I'm a duck basketball player. But <laughs> the, you're uh, a fan. You can say we. I'm a fan. It's That's I mean right. I, I went to school there. I can say it's we, right? Sure. They, they get an extra day of rest, so they play on a, on a Friday instead of a Thursday. That's helpful That's after playing four games in a row. And they get to only travel just a little bit south to San Jose. Okay. I mean, it really works out fantastic yeah. for them. It's almost like a home game. 
I know you're not a huge college basketball guy. I know that you, you stay peripherally, yeah. uh, you I, know, in, I, in, in the know, basically, for, for fantasy sports purposes. Sure. I try to catch March Madness every year. March but Madness I, But is... I, I don't follow throughout the whole season. It's just, it's a little too much. So, I'm going to put you on the spot, okay. on the pod, yeah. without having looked at the bracket, because I don't know if you have or not. <laughs> I don't have not. it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win the tournament this year? Uh, <laughs> I have no. I know idea. you're on the spot. This I is what this makes good podcasting. Well, you know, it's hard to it's hard to go against a team like Duke with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, Cam That's Reddish, Cam Trey Reddish. Jones. Sure. I, I can keep you can, going. You can keep going. And I am a huge I would Duke have fan. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So I, well, it's hard to bet against Duke, but I don't think when was the last time Duke was in the the championship? It's been oh a while. boy, it's been three years. Three years. I yeah. think it was three years ago they won. Okay. Maybe it was four. I have to go. Oh gosh, I, yeah. I, I feel like a really bad Duke fan not, not knowing this. You can just look it up if you want. I could just look it yeah, up, but whatever. I don't, you know, I, I why? Sure. Uh, I think that's. I have Duke winning my bracket too. Yeah. I don't know how confident I feel about it. I almost wanted to go a Duke North Carolina file final yeah. again. It'd be the fourth time they'd played this year. Sure. Um, hopefully that would be a two-two split if Duke won the national title and mm-hmm. beat North Carolina. I'm not so sold that North Carolina gets out of their side. Yeah. I think that realistically, I think the favorite is Duke in Vegas. Yeah. I, I can see why. When mm-hmm. when Zion's healthy, he is significantly, by a significant margin, he's the best player in college basketball. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. For he's sure. A freaking nature. So did, did Duke just lose in the... the the champ, the uh, ACC. No, they so they won the ACC. They won tournament. the ACC. I'm sorry. Yes. So Zion had the 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 sneaker blowout. Yes. Against North Carolina, that was the first was time the first. they played yeah. North Carolina this season. Yeah. And so he sprained his knee. That's right. Which is going to be a great segue into what we're going to talk about next for all the uh-huh. Blazer fans out there. But Zion hurt his knee. He sat out the rest of the regular season. They proceeded to lose again to North Carolina. So they lost at Cameron Indoor and down in Chapel Hill. Uh, Zion came back. Yeah. For the ACC tournament, which I think a lot of people who follow college basketball had a feeling he would do, and they ran gangbusters through the ACC. Mm-hmm. Right? They beat North Carolina in the semifinal. They beat Florida State to win the ACC. Got him the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So, so Duke's on a high. My Ducks are on a high. Yeah. They get to uh, try to fight through a, a, what I think is a very overrated Wisconsin team. Now, once we record this next week and we come back and Wisconsin <laughs> beats them, I'm gonna look like a fool. Yeah. It's the way it works. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, who are the who are the other one seeds? I'm just I haven't looked at the bracket. I'm sure I'll sure I'll fill one out and I'll do all right. But I'm just curious. Yeah. So you got you got Duke on on one side. Uh, if they make it to the final four, the other one seed they would play in the national semifinal would be Gonzaga. Mm, yeah. I don't think Gonzaga's getting there. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, we have uh, two more ACC teams. We have North Carolina and Virginia. Okay. Which Virginia was the number one projected number one overall seed until they got beaten in the ACC tournament. Sure, the three ACC teams in yeah. the uh, all right in there. So, so we talked a little bit about the knee sprain with Zion, right? Yeah, we had a scare, a pretty gnarly scare on Saturday night sure. when the Blazers were in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, CJ McCollum drove to the hoop, got stepped on by I think it was Jakob Podol. Yeah. yeah, and. It looked bad. It did clutched look bad. his knee, screaming in pain. Down on the ground. I immediately, I thought meniscus. A lot of people thought ACL. Either way, not I, very, either way, either side on that, you know, either one of those is, it's not a good thing. That's a very bad thing. <laughs> either way, not good. And unfortunately, the first thing my brain went to as, as 
the gracious loser I am is yeah. like this feels like Aaron Aflalo. Yeah. All over again with, yeah. with a team with looking great. Down. West going down. Aaron Aflalo. Yeah, Aaron Aflalo coming oh, up. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, you know, I like Hood a little better than Aflalo. I got to be honest. But Well, I heard, I, I actually saw on Twitter before we recorded this just now that, because uh, I thought Rodney Hood would start a shooting guard tonight. Huh? It's Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman at shooting guard. Jake Lehman, I, I think, and I'm not 100% sure... I think Harkless is sitting out again, which means okay. that's Hood and Layman. Hood and Layman. Starting. Huh. But I'm still surprised that they put Layman in that starting lineup. Yeah. I thought they really liked having his energy off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah, well, if Hood is st- is starting, it's it's either Layman, I guess, at shooting guard, or like Curry. And, I don't I don't Curry, know if you can play Curry in the starting lineup. That's exactly like maybe they don't have a, any other options. Oof, yeah. yeah. Because Curry is Small. He's even smaller than CJ. They or, got this kid named Anthony Simons. That's true. You really want to they throw him in there against Gary a, Trent Jr. You want to throw them in there against a, a top. I know the East. At, you need wins right now. We need wins to get like home court advantage. You do need wins right now. Oklahoma so, City got beat today, so I that's, saw that the, the yeah. door is open to, to to gain a game. That's right on OKC. Um, I would be okay with Gary Trent. I mean, he played. He played only one season at Duke, but he's played against good competition at has least. He, but has he even played a game this year? Like maybe oh, yeah. like four or five games. Oh, very little. Yeah, very little. Very little. He played in the G League for a little bit. Simons has played more than he has. I mean, he played in the G League and he actually yeah, he blew it blew up from what I remember. He, he did. He was scoring yeah. a bunch. And do you really want to throw him in there as a starter right now? I don't. He's probably. He might not be ready. Honestly, I'd probably just. I. But he might I'll, see some time off the bench. I, I would probably go Rodney Hood as the starting two, and if I didn't go Rodney Hood, then I'd probably go Evan Turner. Evan Turner, yeah. Uh, well, I th- well, Turner, Turner, I, I believe is finally healthy now. Yeah. And if he's healthy, you gotta. I mean, you gotta get him back in the lineup. Yeah. I you gotta get him back into game shape. That's yeah. my. So my biggest worry. So th- to get back to what we were talking about with CJ's knee, yeah. it ends up being yeah. a strain. I forget the name of the muscle. It's something I've never heard of. It's called a popliteal strain. I could be pronouncing. I could be butchering. Oh that. my popliteus. Popliteus. I you know oh. following sports as much as I have over the years, I don't think I've ever heard of a popliteus sprain. I, but you know whatever. Man. I looked it up. It's, it's supposed to be the is. muscle behind the kneecap. The muscle behind. So okay. I guess there's a muscle back there with the ligaments that's strained. I don't know how that. Either works. way, it looked painful, and I'm sure it was. It looked painful. It's supposed to be reevaluated in a week after yeah. they play Detroit next yep. Saturday. But, I mean, that's almost be- it's best case scenario. You know, you you look back at Roy Odin, Sam Bowie way back, you know, and you and you and you think like, are we? This is it's some sort of weird sports curse. I mean, come on, like you know, when we're looking good, playing well, and a and a player that we really rely on goes down, it's like you then you instantly think the worst. Well, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Course. This is what we do as Blazer fans. Yeah. We harp on the worst. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we overreact when we win a game. That's right. Yeah. And we're great at it. And we are. I My only worry with CJ is not that his knee won't heal correctly. It's that we either, A, rush him back too quick. I don't, yeah. And maybe he re-aggravates it. Or maybe instead of re-aggravating it, maybe he doesn't quite trust it. He's not necessarily yeah. the most aggressive player to the hoop to begin with. He does yeah. a lot of shake and bake and, and pull he up does. jumpers, which mm-hmm. is mid range is where he's made his money. That's that's, that's, his that's where he should be. Mm-hmm. The other thing is if you don't put him back in on the end of the regular season, even if it's fifteen minutes a game, just to try to get some get his lungs right, you yeah. know, and get the wind back in him, is then you go into a playoff series where you're, you're going to be counting on CJ to provide scoring. Yeah, you're going to need him 40 minutes a game. You're going to need him thirty five a game probably. Yeah, yeah. real, yeah. real it's the playoffs. Right. You're going to need him. You're going to need him to play. Yeah. yeah. If his legs aren't right and he can't have the wind underneath him, that's going to put a lot of pressure on Dame. Yeah, but then, I mean, it's better to have 
any CJ than no CJ. I agree. I, I would imagine because he can he can have those games where where he just goes off. He, I mean, maybe you know. I agree. My my worry is if he if he doesn't trust his knee. Yeah. Then he won't make those moves. He, then he won't make so those moves at... to get open in the mm-hmm. mid range, and maybe he just starts chucking. Maybe because CJ's we'll gonna CJ's gonna shoot. He's gonna. Shoot. He's a shooter. Shooter shoot. He's gonna shoot the ball. He he's done it his entire career, and it's 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 a blessing more than it's a curse. Yeah. And 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 you know I'm not the world's largest CJ McCollum fan. And I'm a huge CJ CJ fan. Right. He's my guy. I I, I appreciate what CJ does. I've always questioned the fit alongside Dame. This is the first year where I looked like this is gonna work. Yeah, this is this is gonna work. I think a lot of that has Nurkic stepping up, and that's the I big think, reason. I think that's the the issue was I don't think it was ever those two together. I think the issue was having those two, but you need certain pieces around them for it to work properly. And with Nurk stepping up, it it helped big time. Yeah, and, and I think it got even better when we when we brought in Hood and even Cantor. I think absolutely get, getting those, getting a little pressure off that backcourt is is more well, Layman playing the way Layman he's been playing. Layman and Layman stepping up this year. I will say this is the first year I've seen Dame and CJ together where they both collectively recognize where the hot hand is and pass the ball. Dame was was creeping up on LaMarcus for second all-time yeah. on the Blazers scoring list, and he could have very easily got it, but CJ was hot. And he just, that entire fourth quarter, I forget who they were playing the other night when CJ went off in that 25-point yeah. second half. I mean, he just force-fed him the ball. That's what yeah. Just force-fed CJ the ball, and, and CJ knocked Dame down is, shot that's after the, shot. That's the most amazing thing about Damian Lillard is he's he somehow improves every year, even though he's 28 now. Yeah, something he always picks something up. He's always learning. He's never satisfied with, with where he's at. Like a lot of players might get to a level and they're like, "Well, now I'm as good as I'm going to get, and I'm just going to do what I do." But he's Dame, better Dame, every year. Dame looks at you know some issues that happened the previous season, and he and he fixes it. Like, um, the game against New Orleans most recently. Obviously, Drew Holiday and and Anthony Davis weren't playing, but that first quarter, you know. New Orleans was gonna try to try to take him out of his game, but he was passing. He was looking for the open guy, like you're talking. He was looking for the guy in the corner. He wasn't scoring those points, even though the LA record was close. You know, he had I think he needed three or five points. Yeah. But that first quarter, he had two, three maybe points or something like that. So, you know, he was looking for he was looking to win rather than yeah. and change the way he plays against certain coaches and certain philosophies against him, just just to you know get a win. So I, I think that's pretty great about him. Is he your favorite Blazer of all time? He's I think he's my favorite Blazer of all time. I agree. Yeah. As, I agree. A, as a kid, it was Clyde, but the more Clyde got into like Houston Rocket the, commentary, exactly Houston oh, Rocket commentary, and listening to some of those games. What and, a blowhard! And just makes what me, an absolute blowhard! Awful, he just is. awful. It's, yeah, it's painful to listen to him. I've, I thankfully I will haven't listened to him you know, since a long time ago, and I hopefully will never hear him announce a game again. I almost said, Clyde, if you're listening to this, there's no hard feelings, yes. but he's not listening and to this. And there is hard feelings. You know what? It's, <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm done. You know, I, I have, there's a little piece of me always that'll be like, Clyde Drexler, yes, you're, you, you, I was a Blazer fan. You're my favorite player. You are amazing back in the day. I'll never forget that because, you know, that led me to being the fan I am now as a, you know, whatever. But... Yeah, you're you're a rocket homer. I just rockets yeah. homer. I just eh, no more. I'm done. <laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm a Kersey guy. I Kersey. grew up as a Kersey guy because yeah. he was all hustle all the time. I love Kersey. He uh, he was he's a great guy. And and I had the opportunity to meet Jerome a couple times before he passed. He was just a, just a cool guy. Yeah. Just yeah. a really nice, humble guy. Yeah. 
Seems it's, like it. it's what you expect to see out of that team back in the, the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. They all seem to have very little ego. Yeah. And they sure. seem to genuinely like playing with each other. And that's that's kind of what sold me as a Blazer fan growing up. And that's Definitely. kind of the, the same feel I get from the team now. Mm-hmm. Is you get Dame and CJ and Nurk. And these guys seem to really love being here. Yeah. And they like and to, building this. Yep. And they like they seem like to, they really like to play with each other as well. It's a great feeling. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, I, CJ's knee, healthy or not, I'm I'm happy to be a Blazer fan. This, is, oh, this yeah. year has been a win for me. So I'm just going to throw this real quick. Yeah. Throw Kersey's number in the rafters. Just please put it up. Oh, there. God. If... As, as soon as possible. Maybe we'll see that next year with the what anniversary it is. It's the fiftieth. Fiftieth anniversary. It's with maybe the, that's uh, the Coliseum the big, game. Maybe that's one of the big things they have going. I really hope so because he should be up there in the Raptors. I really hope so. I have I have tweeted a number of times at Blazers as if high telling them to put the, the number in the yeah. Raptors. And I think a lot of people have. I just had a phone call the other day with our account representative with our season tickets and I even told her hey I don't know if you're the one to talk to about this but I'm going to talk your ear off about it how Jerome's number needs to be in the Raptors. And yeah. she laughed and said oh yeah I think we all feel the same way. Yeah. And yeah. Well I, okay but maybe make it happen then. Do it. You yeah. know. It just I don't know. I, on, a, on a tangent it makes me a little sick that Bobby Gross has his number up there just because he shared the number with Porter. It's Porter's number that's up there. We all know it's not Bobby Gross. Yeah. Oh, it's right. Porter's. So it just it, you see that up there and you're just like, come on, where's Jerome? Exactly. Where's and Jerome? even with Bobby Gross up there, there's a few more. No, you know, no offense to Bobby Gross, but there's 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 a few other guys you think maybe at some point they should be up there too. But there's a lot that, of guys that, that should be up there. That's a whole other topic, probably. <laughs> it's a whole other soapbox <laughs> to get yeah, us. Yeah, it is. All right, so let's get into why, uh, the, the main topic today. It's NFL free agency. Um, there was also a lot of trades that happened before free agency. Um, one big one, two big ones, I guess, that happened right around the time that those those free agents can start really negotiating and signing. It's kind of changed to a certain degree. It's changed the landscape, especially of the AFC. That's right. So let's yeah. let's talk about some trades first here. Uh, the, the big trade that, I mean, everyone wants to hear us talk about is Joe Flacco to the Broncos. Oh, yeah, that's the big one. I mean, if you if talk about Joe a game Flacco. changer here, Joe Flacco, Super Bowl winning quarterback yeah. in a city that's famous for yeah. always winning the big game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see how this is a good move for the Broncos. Um, no. it's they're, they're taking on salary. Yeah. They're taking on an older... I don't know if I'd call Joe Flacco worse than Case Keenum, but at least the, at my, least it's just a lateral move. It's a lateral <laughs> move at best, and that's yeah. where I'm getting at it. Is that Case Keenum? I don't think is ever going to win you a game. I don't think he's ever single handedly going to lose you a game. Yeah, he's just kind of steady. Yeah, and it's not good, and no. it's not bad. It's just kind of he just he snaps the ball, and every now and then he completes a pass. Yeah, it's kind of the same blueprint that Alex Smith had. Sure. For quite a while. Yeah. He, 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 Alex Smith at least broke out with, with the whole Andy Reid and, and Tyree Kill and those guys. And yeah. He was kind of the catalyst that started it before Mahomes took it to a new level. Yeah. I don't see Joe Flacco winning more games than Case Keenum. Oh, no. And, and to be fair, this is also because Denver doesn't have a great supporting cast no. around him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's be honest. So that he wasn't the only quarterback that got traded. The other quarterback who got traded was a later trade. That was the Ryan Tannehill trade, where mm-hmm. the Dolphins said we're done with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Brandon, a big Dolphins fan, he couldn't be happier. Really? To sever the tie and well, be yeah. done. Tannehill's been with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Perhaps. I thought the Tannehill trade was really interesting though, because Ryan Tannehill gets traded to the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. who needed a backup quarterback to back up Mariota. We've seen Mariota get hurt every yeah, season. Yeah, he needed a, right? a competent one. 
They restructure his contract mm-hmm. to a one-year, $7 million, basically a prove-it deal. Do you think this means Tannehill is going to push Mariota for playing time? Well, I would guess that it all depends how healthy Mariota is. I mean, if, if Mariota goes in, plays three games, gets hurt, maybe out two or three games, and Tannehill comes in and plays just as well, if not a little better, then how could you put him back in? I think that... I think when you look at... The, the offensive scheme yeah. that's there now that Matt LaFleur is gone and mm-hmm. off the coach Green Bay. And you look at the scheme that looks like it's going to go in place here is that it's it kind of plays into Tannehill's strengths. Yeah. It's it's not having to win the game with a quarterback's arm. It's going to be managing the game, short slants, mm-hmm. use the tight end, run Derrick Henry, yeah. dump off the Deion Lewis, uh, throw the ball to Adam Humphreys across the middle. Adam Humphreys yeah. is one of the free agents that signed. I, I mean, I think Tannehill is not the worst option there No, as, as a backup quarterback. I, I worry a lot about Mariota's arm and the nerve. He had two nerve issues last year. Yeah. Where he couldn't – in one game they put him in the damn game and he couldn't he, – they said yeah. he couldn't grip the ball. Yeah. I mean, that, that's an issue, right? That is a big issue. Who was their backup? Their backup? I don't even remember who their backup Maybe. was last year. He played all right, though. Whoever it was, whoever the backup was, he played all right. I don't remember who it was, but it yeah. was – it was these. That's how relevant the yeah. backup was. Yeah. So it's good to have in the NFL. You need to have a backup quarterback. Yeah, we saw that in Philly. If you have a quarterback who has these type of issues, certainly we saw it with um, with Philly with yeah. with Nick Foles, yeah. who we're going to get to here in a minute um, with his his big contract. But but realistically, the the, the big trades that happened were Odell Beckham. That's yeah, and That's Antonio a huge Brown trade, right? Yeah. So Antonio Brown, I thought was interesting because we. We, like a lot of people, jumped the gun when they initially reported that Buffalo was going to acquire him. Yeah. And I think there was a collective like laugh across the country. Yeah. Like about, Buffalo. oh boy. He's like, going to Buffalo. He's going to Buffalo. The Steelers really just... <laughs> he's going to play in the snow with, yeah. a, with a wild-armed quarterback. Yeah. It's, it could have been... You know, that's like worst case scenario, pretty much. Is it worse than Oakland? I mean, yeah, it's worse. That's, okay, let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think let it is re- worse. <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase that. It's easily worse than Oakland. Let me rephrase it. It's it is worse than oh, it, it it's worse than Oakland going to Buffalo. Is Oakland that much better though? Is it a is it a big gap between the two? Because Derek Carr, not great. Is not great. Now, to be I, fair, I, I was looking at a lot of Derek Carr's stats from last year, and he, he actually had a pretty efficient season. Yeah, he yeah, just didn't last have year he did. any help. He had no help. They still don't have any help. Yeah. They cut their left tackle. They mm-hmm. traded away their other great guard, um, Assembly. Yeah. So they cut Donald Penn. They trade Assembly. They don't have a running back still. No. Right? Because yeah. I don't think Marshawn Lynch is coming back. And even if he did, he's he's, he's I mean, pretty darn close to being over the hill. I, here. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he is. I can right. see him coming back just because they're playing in Oakland this last year. I think the only reason he went there is because he knew yeah. there was in Oakland. I, I could see him maybe coming back one more year, but I, you know, who knows? But you're right. Other than that, other than over the hill running back like Marshawn Lynch, who could still he could still play, you know probably do like 10, 10, you know, not not a lot of snaps. He couldn't he couldn't do have a full workload. You need somebody else, but there's not a lot else there in the running back scenario. So I mean, no drafts. Free, there's still a few running backs in free agency. But there's quite I, a number. I mean, a, yeah. lot, a lot of them were visiting this week. I was reading. Yeah. I mean, guys like uh, Jay Ajayi, who yeah. I thought was tailor made for a John Gruden offense. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a banger, big back. Yeah, let him get in there. The same way Marshawn Lynch 
yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah. It doesn't look like that's going to happen now. It looks like Jay Ajayi was talking about Indianapolis. Huh. Which is, that's a weird fit. That's a weird fit. They got three running backs on the roster right yeah. now who can play. Antonio Brown gets traded there, and you're like, okay, so they got a number, a clear-cut number one receiver, which they hadn't had since they traded Amari Cooper. They never really used Amari Cooper as a number one anyway. Showing what he did in Dallas. Uh, yeah. He was utilized properly. With arguably a worse quarterback. Argu- and I, yeah. I'm, I'm not in the boat that Dak Prescott is that great of a quarterback. I don't think he is. Personally. And I know a lot of a lot of Cowboys fans will, will argue with me about it. Yeah. But. I don't, yeah, he's average. Nothing spectacular. Yeah. Just like Carr. I don't know if he's much worse, but he's not better. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So they, you you then, your two leading receivers for the Raiders last year were Jordy Nelson. Who was released. Who was released. Yeah. And Jared Cook at tight end, who was a free agent. Who was a free agent. So they need to add a piece to help Antonio Brown, right? So what do they do? They have, which... We'll get to in a minute, but I think it's the single worst free agent signing of all of the free agent signings. Tyrell Williams. Yeah. On the other side. I do not like Tyrell Williams. I think he is a one trick pony. Yeah. I mean, he's a Tory Smith deep threat and that's it. For sure. And you got a quarterback who has a significantly weaker arm than Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And you're gonna count on him to be the clear cut number two there, it's not gonna work out that, well. I can't see that either. Unless Gruden uh has some plan in the works for a different quarterback, but no. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. I don't think he does. Also, Tyrell Williams signed four years, $44 million. Yeah, that's crazy. The only good sign about that is he has a one-year, one year, $10 million ten, dollar, uh, That's a pretty clause. easy out. So if it doesn't work out, then... Oh, it's not going to work it's, out. <laughs> it's yeah. not. I mean, mark my words, it's not. Tyrell Williams wasn't that great in San Diego, then Los Angeles, whatever you want to call the Chargers. They're yeah. still San Diego to me. Uh, the Carson, the Carson, say, the Carson, California it's hard not to say San Diego. soccer stadium Chargers. Yeah. So the, the, the Raiders are a mess. We're going to get more into the Raiders as we get more into the free agency talk. Yeah. The the Odell Beckham trade. This is uh, this one's interesting. So the, the the shame about us recording this podcast when we're recording it is that my I've talked about my buddy Brandon. Brandon and, and Dwayne have a podcast called the Two Guys Podcast. You should check it out if you like sports. Yeah, they released a podcast a couple days ago that was all about the NFL free agency, right? We're just we're a couple days late, buck short. Sorry of our life. Gracious well, it, it, to be fair, for both podcasts, there's still a lot. There's still a there's lot, a lot to talk there. about. They <laughs> they talked quite a bit about Odell Beckham and that whole trade to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, your buddy Brendan wants us to talk about the the emerging star that is the the Cleveland Browns, the 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 greatest team ever assembled. Yeah. We'll get there in a little bit for sure. Brendan. Hopefully, he's listening, and this uh, this whets his appetite for it. But Odell Beckham from the Giants to the Browns for not a lot, in my not opinion. Not a lot, no. Now I I'm not an NFL GM. I don't know what the market really was for Beckham. I'd have to think it was better than the 17th pick in Jabril Peppers. God, you think so? Right? You think so? I know they wanted they, the report was they wanted two firsts last year. Two firsts, probably too much to give up for Beckham. Given the, given the injury history, the off-field issues, yeah. I think he's certifiably got a little bit of mental health issue going on there too. Um, but it's but I mean the player, you, the amazing player you are. You'd think if you had a team that was stable, you'd the, you'd be fall able, in line a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be able to handle or manage or 
help a player that you know someone that you're employing better than the Giants did. It sure seemed like they just threw him under the bus every second they could get, rather than giving him some sort of support. That's just my opinion. I don't know. The, I don't the, know the whole situation. I'm, I'm not a huge Giants fan. I'm not a big Giants fan either. So I, don't I, I have a couple friends who are Giants fans. They they are. I feel the eternal optimists on this. Yeah. But I don't. I don't see how this benefits them. So you let. As a Giants fan, you let Landon Collins, who is a, for be- lack of a better term, I think he's an elite safety, an mm-hmm. elite strong safety, walk. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. let him walk, which which he also just signed a massive contract. So, I, I okay, I get it. If you're trying to work on your salary, yeah. I get it. You let but him if, walk. Yeah. But if you're rebuilding, God. And you replace him with Jabril Peppers, and let's, I, let's be honest here, like Jabril Peppers was supposed to be a major player. He was. In the yeah. NFL coming out of Michigan. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. He, he hasn't he looked still, great. He still could. He still could. He's oh, young, of course he still could. But, I, but we but haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. And, you know, you could never see it. His He was electric in the return it's, game at Michigan. And it's hard to... It, yeah. Nothing in the pros? Nothing so far. And it's hard, it's hard to think that the Giants know what they're doing at this point because the, this whole situation has been... It's just been pretty rough for them. Oh, God. They have no idea what they're they doing. Have no Gettleman idea. has no idea they, what they he's should doing. Be, this should be a rebuild... Um, they get rid of their, some of their young guys, Beckham, Collins, you keep Eli, and then you sign, we'll probably get to this too, but you sign Golden Tate, who is a great receiver, but, you know, he's 30 doesn't, doesn't quite fit the Doesn't fit the what rebuild. they should be doing, the rebuild, at all. He should be, you know, going to another team that, that is looking to win right now. I'll tell you what, I'll take Golden Tate over five, Tyrell Williams. That's fine. But, <laughs> I mean, like, but, I mean that, if, you're, if you're looking at a vacuum, if you're looking at receivers in a vacuum. That's t- oh, of course. Golden Tate is a good receiver. But, man, the, the fit is really weird. Like, what are they doing with this? They're, so, they're all over the place. It's not all bad with this trade, though. We talked a little bit before we recorded this about how they, they combined the Beckham trade with the trade that was, that was reported earlier on with Olivier Vernon yeah. going to Cleveland, giving them an edge rusher opposite Miles Garrett. And they got Kevin Zeitler back. Kevin mm-hmm. Zeitler, in my opinion, is a... Is a serviceable slash good guard yeah. mm-hmm. in the league. So you couple him with Will Hernandez, who was one of my favorite offensive linemen in last year's draft, yeah. and Nate Solder on the left side, who we're going to talk about this in a minute too, but he's like classic, play amazing under Belichick, go to a different team, get paid, and play horrible. Yeah. Right? So hopefully Nate Solder puts it together. That offensive line is not bad. You have yeah. – Arguably the best young running back in football. Oh yeah, Easily. I think that I think that was that was Todd Gurley, and then Gurley's not right. Gurley is not. And right. I don't know Arth- what Arthur Gurley we're getting. Indeed. Sounds like yeah. So. I don't know what Gurley we're getting. I don't know if we're getting full time Gurley, if we're gonna get part time Gurley, what yeah. we're gonna get. But I think Saquon is the best running back I think in football he is. right now. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, apologies to Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I just they're just different. But, they're yeah. different types of backs. Yeah. But uh, Saquon does everything. He does everything. He runs. He catches. He blocks. He does yeah. everything. Elite. So I think so you, if I'm trying to put myself in Gettleman's head and figure out what they're thinking here, it's that our defense sucks. You now have two first-round picks. You have six and 17. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Giants, I'm thinking defense on both spots. Sure. Aren't, my, you, aren't you a little worried about the quarterback position? No. because you I'm thinking not, maybe next year? I'm not trying to win this year. Well, yeah, but why, why are you signing Golden Tate if you're not trying to win this year? I don't know. I'm just saying. I think, so here's what I think about the, the Golden Tate signing. And, and I was going to try to bring it up later. I think we'll just address it right now. Golden Tate is a shifty receiver. He played outside in Seattle and did a great job. That's a different team than what we have now. What you have now is a quarterback in Eli Manning who can't throw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. He can't. Period. 
you have a lot of guys who have had experience lining up in the slot one way or another. You have Sterling Shepard, you have Corey Coleman, you got Evan Ingram at tight end. They've mm-hmm. all Saquon even lined up a little bit in the slot last year. Sure. There are very few slot receivers in the NFL over the last five to seven years who have been more productive than Golden Tate out mm-hmm. of the slot. Yeah, he's a, he's a great slot receiver. So it might be an overpay for bringing Tate in, but Golden Tate can teach these guys how to get space in the slot. Yeah, maybe. Right? I'm, I'm trying to find some silver lining. Uh, yeah, you're this, trying to think like right? Edelman. Yes. I also think that knowing that Eli can't throw the ball downfield, knowing that offenses are going to stack the box and they're going to try to make Eli beat him with his arm. Yeah. What better way to try to use what Eli has than through slants? Yeah. A lot yeah, of quick slants, true. a lot of receiver picks, a lot of rub routes. And, and just try to get guys in a little bit of space, whether it's Tate, whether it's Ingram, whether it's Shepard. Yeah. Maybe Corey Coleman actually becomes an NFL player. Yeah. I don't think young. he will. I, yeah. I don't think so. Personally, either. I think he's more obsessed with his shoe collection. I think so. Based on hard knocks <laughs> yeah. than he is about playing football. I think you're right there. Uh, I don't think they want to win this year necessarily. I think they they're looking the next year and they're looking at the quarterback class next year. Sure, they're they're maybe they maybe they're bad enough that they no. they end up getting Tua. Yeah. Or what, what if they trade that pick for like a Josh Rosen? I like Rosen there. I like Rosen there too. I like Rosen there a lot. So, I, but because you know Arizona's going to be trading Rosen, I mean you have to think. That, I mean it sure sounds like they're taking Murray. God, you'd and have if to they're not think taking so. Murray, then who's taking who's going to take Murray? Maybe the, Murray drops to six. I'd have to look at the... So here's the thing. Yeah. As I, I, I'm 50-50 on this thing about the Cardinals. I think that they... I think that Kingsbury really wants Kyler Murray to be his quarterback. Yeah. I think the upper brass there are, are thinking, why did we take Josh Rosen at 10 last year if yeah. we were going to switch and change direction? But at the same time, Rosen has value. He's only a year away from being whatever pick he was. I agree, but you're not going to get a first-round pick for Josh Rosen. You don't think so? No. You don't think a team's going to be like, no. I don't know. 100% no. No. You're, you're going to get at best, at best, a mid-second for Josh Rosen because... Because they know, Arizona, any team knows Arizona <laughs> wants Murray and is looking to get rid of Bingo. Rosen. So the other part of this is, is this some kind of elaborate smoke screen they've been putting up? And I've, I've, I've heard some people talk about this, and I don't know if I quite buy it, but yeah. maybe they're trying to drive the price up for that pick. Yeah, Maybe. At the same time... If someone falls in love with Kyler Murray. I don't think anyone's falls in love with him. Rosen, he's only a year away from being a top talent college quarterback. That well, he, was team, a tenth, he was a 10th pick. They traded up to that, get him. That's what I'm saying. Like He's he's only a year away from that. Like you got to think that there might be a team that's... Maybe they're thinking there's a team that's super desperate, like a Giants, etc. You know, a team that... Like a that Miami, who has... Uh, Fitzgerald now, at this point. Like, a, you know, like a team like that that... That really needs a quarterback and will be like, yes, we, we liked this quarterback before, and we'll just give a first. Mid first, late first, early second. There's got to be, maybe that's what they're thinking. They're thinking that somebody might be there because I, I think they're taking Murray. I, I'm almost like 100% sure of that. How would I know, really? But it just, I just mean, it, it seems sure like, looks the, like the it. evidence is there. And I it know you got like smoke it. screens, but another Cardinal is really that great of, you know, that great of, you know, magicians, smoke so, screen artists. Here's the other thing is the Giants, the Giants scouts spent a lot of time. In Eugene last year, looking mm-hmm. at Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and if they think Justin Herbert's the guy, and let's let's be honest here, his stock slipped bad because he was year. he was the consensus number one. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. And not yeah. next year because no. Tua Tua's the guy next year because mm-hmm. he plays for Alabama. He's big. He's strong. Yeah. I I think they might be looking at that now. If 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 the Giants go quarterback, they're probably going to look at at. Uh, 
Haskins from Haskins. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a pocket passer. He's very similar to Eli with a much stronger arm sure. than Eli ever had. That's honestly. Yeah, and if they're going to go with quarterback, it's going to be at six. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, I, I agree in theory, but if you depending on it, all depends on how those first five picks shake, shake out. I mean, sure. I, granted, we're getting a little off topic with free agency. We we're talking draft. And that's yeah. fine because we love the draft. Mm-hmm. And the NBA draft, the NFL draft, yeah. we love the draft. The draft mm-hmm. is that's right. exciting. So you say Kyler Murray goes to the board at number one, right? Mm-hmm. And San Francisco goes number two, and I, I'm assuming they go Nick Bosa yeah. at two. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, think so. I, I, I really don't know. And then it's you, hard to say. it starts kind of steamrolling from there. Maybe they end up with one of these elite pass rushers or a D lineman. Sure, that's not an edge rusher. No, you're so right. maybe they get the, maybe they get a, an elite defensive lineman at six. Yeah, and then maybe you look at seventeen and. You know, if they're not, there's not that many teams that are looking for a quarterback in this draft. Yeah. And there's not that many quarterbacks that are worth their salt, honestly, yeah. in this draft. Like, there's, sure. there's, it's not a deep class. It really looks like there's like four or five, if you count Will Greer, yeah. that could be like top three, like top, you know, three rounds or sure. so. Yeah. Probably, right? Mm-hmm. Murray's going to the first round. Haskins is going to the first round. Yeah. Bes- I, I see a bunch of mocks that say Drew Locke is going. I don't think Drew Locke is anything. Yeah, I think he has. Some a, team might think he's Drew Locke is Jay Cutler. Yeah, he's got a rocket arm, and I don't think he can. Maybe he's Josh Allen without yeah. the running ability. Like he's just going to sling that thing, and who knows where it's going? Sure, right. I and I'm the minority here, and you're gonna. I can already see you're gonna roll your eyes when I say it. I like Daniel Jones from yeah. Duke, and I think Daniel Jones checks a lot of the boxes on what they could potentially look at at the 17th pick. You want to take a quarterback in the first round only because you get that extra year on their option. Yeah. It's a cheaper option. If you look at the teams that are good in the in the NFL right now, not counting the Patriots, they're an outlier on this. But the Chiefs have Pat Mahomes. The Eagles have Carson Wentz. The Rams have Jared Goff. They mm-hmm. are all on rookie contracts. Yeah. Right? That's how you build a roster is you get the cheap quarterback and you, you fill in all the expensive it. positions mm-hmm. when you can. Yeah. Right? The Giants, I want to say they're not idiots, but I mean, based on the Beckham trade, maybe they are. Yeah. I, I would like to think they have a plan in place. I, we're going to find out here in a month. So let's stop talking about the Giants. Yeah. Let's move away from the draft a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about free agency. Yes. More free agency. Yeah. Let's talk get, a little let's, bit. Let's keep going on this because we, you know, who wants to talk about the Giants? I got a big list in front of both of us here of all the free agent signings so mm-hmm. far. There's some great ones. There's some bad ones. There's there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. We could talk for a long time about this. I want to highlight some of the signings that I think were some of the best and just kind of get your opinion on what you think. Because okay. I know that I, I I spent some of the time today looking at this, and I know that you didn't. So I, you're coming at this a little, little more blind on this spreadsheet, at least, than I am. Sure. So some of the I ones can... I really like on here, Tyran Matthew. Okay. Going from the, the Texans to the Chiefs. Yeah. Three years, $42 million. I think that's right. great. It's yeah. a lot of money, but I think that they, knowing that they were going to cut Eric Berry and all of his injury woes, and I hope Eric Berry finds a home. Yeah. I really do, because I, I it's a great story coming back and beating cancer, beating the Achilles tear. Yeah. The, I, I think it, I forget, the foot injury he had last year. The guy's had a rough go. He has ever had a rough he go. he is elite when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. That's right. The Honey Badger is an elite Player. He can play in the slot. He can play as a safety. I think if if worse came to worse and you had to put him outside on, a, on an island, I yeah. think he'd be a pretty decent corner. I think so, too. I think yeah. the the Chiefs' downfall this year is that their defense underperformed. Yeah. right. We can agree with that, right? Yeah, that's right. Mahomes yeah. put up a, a ridiculous year. So M- Matthew in Kansas City makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah. 
I think it does as well. I some like, other I like moves. That. Some other moves I really liked. Uh, Malik Jackson going from the Jags. The Jags cut Malik Jackson a year and a half, two years after they signed him that massive contract. Yeah. And he goes to Philly. Yeah. So now you're putting an elite defensive tackle next to Fletcher Cox. Like, oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The rich yeah. get richer on this. That's one. a great line, right? In Philadelphia. Uh, so that's a deal I like. I love. Love, 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 love Jamison Crowder to the Jets. Yeah, yeah. If Jamison Crowder is healthy, he is the exact player that makes Sam Darnold a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Having that slot receiver who is shifty, having a guy who can return punts if necessary. Mm-hmm. He's quick, but he doesn't have like Robbie Anderson speed yeah. on the outside. I I, I, I that, love that signing. Yeah, I think that just adds a whole new dimension to their offense. I agree. I also, like a flip side of that, we're talking about speed. I kind of like John Brown and Buffalo. Only because John Brown is so fast. At 29 years old, he's still so fast. Yeah. Josh Allen has one skill that I think will translate. Once teams realize that he's going to try to scramble mm-hmm. when he gets through his one read because he's never been able to progress yet Yeah. past that one read. Yeah. His one read, generally speaking, is throw the ball as far downfield as I can. Sure. He overthrew so many receivers last year. I don't know if he can overthrow John Brown. Yeah, maybe that's the player <laughs> you need, but... I mean, I, he might not be that effective, but let's let's be honest here. John Brown put up some pretty damn good stats yeah, on a when he's really playing. good Baltimore team That's right. until Flacco yeah. got hurt. Mm-hmm. And when Flacco got hurt and they brought in Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, yeah. period. He's not a great, great passer. He can't throw it. So John Brown had zero value. He was yeah. a decoy running downfield. He's mm-hmm. not going to block because he doesn't care. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the big issue, like you said, is – is the accuracy of Allen like can he, can he get it to him? Will, will he even feel? Will, will he feel so confident in John Brown's ability to get the ball that he throws? Will he? Will he even throw it farther? You know, he might. I, I don't. All bets are off with Josh it's Allen. Hard, it's hard. I don't know what to think about Josh Allen. I I want to believe he's and gonna I, be a good quarterback. Yeah, I do. I, I really yeah. want to. I want Buffalo to have a good quarterback. Finally. Yeah. I really it's do. Been a long time. I didn't watch a lot of Josh Allen in college when yeah. we were prepping for the drafts, and I watched the Ducks go into Wyoming, and I was nervous because I, I heard all this hype, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, yeah. Josh Allen. He looked horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. The Ducks ate him alive. The Ducks' defense was shit. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, they, they hit him every play. He overthrew. He underthrew. He, he couldn't hit a receiver. Yeah. No, and he's him. shown that. I mean, he's shown some great scrambling ability, but he's also shown he's he's just the same kind of quarterback, like not yeah. accurate with anything. I agree. And what else? Who else do they have to throw to? I know we don't want to talk too much about Buffalo, but Zay Jones. Zay Jones. They signed Cole Beasley. That's right. Yeah. Way too much money for a receiver who's not yeah. that great. Mm-hmm. And then there are there yeah. are a lot. This is the year of the slot receiver. There was a, there was a handful, seven or eight slot receivers, mm-hmm. and, and the consensus was they're gonna get paid. Yeah. Right. Golden Tate got paid. Adam Humphreys got paid, which mm-hmm. I like. Adam Humphreys in in Tennessee. I don't mm-hmm. love it, but I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's fine. Uh, He's a fine Cole receiver. Beasley, God, Cole Beasley. Hey, they to signed. Fair, Fra- to, they signed Frank Gore. To be fair, he does have a, a one year, eleven million potential out. So. Isn't eleven million more than you'd pay for Cole Beasley on a multi year deal? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Is. Maybe I'm wrong. I but, don't know. You know, compared to a lot of other. Yeah, he's thirty. I don't know. That seems like a lot. You're right. It seems like a lot. I don't know. Some some other moves I like. I really like both sides of this piece. So so New Orleans had Kamara and Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Right? Mark Ingram's 30. They let him walk. I like Mark Ingram being the lead back in Baltimore. 
He's going to carry the ball a lot. He will. I like that. And he'll I benefit also, from, from uh, Lamar Jackson because... I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a great fit. Yeah. Almost a better fit is like, I like Latavius Murray in, in New, New Orleans. Orleans. So Latavius Murray was a, a top seven fantasy back when Dalvin Cook was hurt. No. Yeah. Over the life of when Dalvin Cook was hurt. And he was hurt for a long time, let's be honest. I'm talking fantasy. All right. Well, yeah. just, just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But like... No team has had more rushing touchdowns in the last five years than the Saints. Yeah. And Latavius Murray, I think it was some, it was third or fourth most rushing touchdowns yeah. over the last three years. Yeah. And you know... It's it's, it's a match made in heaven, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know the Saints aren't just... They didn't just sign him to be the backup to Kamara. Oh, no. They'll both yeah. be getting a lot of touches. It'll be just like it was last year. Kamara was the lead back yeah. last year. He yeah. had more carries. Mm-hmm. And not just because of Ingram's suspension. He, yeah. had, he, he had, had more carries. carries. He is the lead back. But the it's game. not a he's not a war, it's not gonna be a workhorse situation. But it doesn't no. matter if it is or not, because they're both gonna be used a lot. Well, and Latavius Murray actually caught some balls last year mm-hmm. in yeah. Minnesota. Like he doesn't have stone hands. I don't know why the Raiders let him go, honestly. Like he wasn't a bad player there. He wasn't electric by any means, but like He's been pretty consistent. For sure. His whole career. And he has been. He has some injuries. I think that's that's Yeah. That's the maybe an issue with Murray. He's had a, he's been a little beat up here and there. But what running back isn't? Really. Well, exactly. I mean they're 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 essentially paid him three point six million dollars a year. Yeah. To come in and, and be and put up ridiculous numbers and be a winner. Because I think the Saints are gonna win again. They're 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 gonna be a good team. Their their defense is Decent enough as long as Breeze sure. doesn't regress, I think they're gonna be really good again. And you know, like uh, Murray is probably a better pass catcher than Ingram is. Ingram not known for that, but but Ingram in New Orleans is still since he got there, he's still caught a decent amount of ball. You know, he had a year with fifty catches, forty six, fifty eight, twenty one. Not a huge like yards per reception, but um, but the volumes but there, the volumes there, and a guy like Murray is probably is probably has better hands. And could probably get you a little more yardage with those catches. So maybe maybe that's an even better better situation. He's a year younger. I'd like to think that he has a little less wear and tear in his body. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe because because Ingram was in that timeshare. I could be totally off base, but I just feel like you you hear maybe it's because where they played. But I feel yeah. like you hear oh, Ingram. You hear Ingram a lot. Yeah. Well, you didn't hear Latavius Murray. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, other guys I liked signing. Uh, I really liked Tevin Coleman to the Niners. As yeah. a matter of fan, I know it's a cheap contract. It's a cheap contract, yeah. and that's really why I like it. You get two years, eight and a half million. You uh, don't know what they're going to do with McKinnon yet. Are they going to keep him? They're going to cut him. I Who knows? They might keep him. They they talked him up, but what does that really mean when you I talk a player up? It's I mean, so it hard. Always mean anything. I don't know. Another signing I like for the Niners is Jason Verrett, mm-hmm. the corner from the Chargers. They got him one year, three million dollars. He's had yeah. a lot. Of, he's had like two ACL tears. Yeah. So people worry about it. A three million dollar flyer? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, give it so a shot. I mean, everyone thought your... Richard Sherman was washed up, and I'm not a Richard Sherman fan. You know that. Yeah. But the Niners got him off a torn Achilles. Everyone thought he was he was washed up, and he played a pretty good year last if year. A, if there's a chance to improve your secondary for cheap, why not? Exactly. Like we just said. They need yeah. a safety. Badly. Yeah. They, and, and there's a lot of safeties out there that they haven't, they haven't looked at yet. Um, Ha-Ha Clinton Dix mm-hmm. going to the Bears. I think it's one big. year, three and a half million. That's yeah, a steal. That is a steal. That's a steal, and that that would have been my favorite free agent signing mm-hmm. so far. But my favorite free agent signing, and this one, I don't, I don't know if you'll agree or not, but it's one year, two and a half million dollars. Dion Buchanan from Arizona to Tampa. Yeah. 
And normally, I'd say, okay, well, Dion Buchanan had some some health issues. You know, he's kind of that in-between, like, inside linebacker, strong safety. You don't really know where he plays. That's kind of how where the NFL is anyway. You got, you got a lot of those guys that kind of go back and forth. Who was his coach in Arizona? Do you remember? Who the coach, the successful coach in Arizona was? Well, it was Bruce Arians. Who's the coach of Tampa Bay? Well, there you go. Bruce Arians. Same Bruce Arians. He's going to have a good year. Yeah. He's going to anchor the defense because there. Because they're healthy. Because they let Quan Alexander go, which my Niners over, overpaid him horribly. Mm-hmm. He is the guy. If he's healthy, he's going to get a ton of tackles, and that Tampa defense is going to rally around him. Yeah. You still got Gerald McCoy. You got him. You got Pierre Paul. Uh, Tampa's defense is going to be horrible, but Dion Buchanan will, will make him a little bit better. Um, and then two under-the-radar ones I liked just offhand. I, I think Jake Ryan... Signing in, in Jacksonville, I think that could really work out yeah. for both parties. I think Jake Ryan needs a he needs to get out from from what was kind of a Blake Martinez shadow in, in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Jake Ryan was supposed to be the guy there, and Blake Martinez ended up being yeah. the guy. Anyway. And, and Cincinnati made two signings that kind of had me scratch my head. The first one was, over, I thought, drastically overpaying for C.J. Azuma, who yeah. I thought is a, a really below-average tight end. Yeah, he's not a great tight end. What I love that the Bengals did is they re-signed Tyler Eifert. Okay. I don't have the terms in front of me, but and Eifert has only played 16 games once in his career. He's had horrible injuries. Horrible injuries. Last yeah. year's injury to his ankle was a fluke. That it, was a fluke. it was a You're fluke right. injury. So it's not a chronic thing. It's not a back. It's not a disc issue with his back. Yeah, and that's it's not was, a yeah. ligament in his knee. It's he just his cleat got caught. He got tackled. He got rolled up on, and his ankle. Popped. Yeah, just a fluke. A fluke. It's thing. a fluke thing. It's nasty. It's gnarly. If he can come back, and I've heard that's a one year deal. It's supposed to be pretty cheap. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Again, it's a risk that if he comes back and he plays sixteen games and he plays how he had been playing when he was. Was healthy. You it, you gotta you gotta steal. Well, and you I assume mean, you assume Andy Dalton's the quarterback, right? Yeah. Unless course. they figure out someone in the draft to replace him, but Dalton likes him. Dalton looks for him. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? The other thing that's not on the list here that I have in front of you that is one of my favorite moves that was made was the the Steelers who have really been under the gun about running Le'Veon Bell into the ground and um, all the issues with between Big Ben and, and Antonio Brown that are coming out now. Yeah. The Steelers did what I thought was the good guy move of the offseason, and that was extending the contract of Ryan Chazier. Oh, yeah. So that he keeps all of his health benefits. That's, yeah. That is... That's respect. That's such good. an amazing that's move that's, for... That's something f- that shouldn't be like... That should be the norm. If something it, like sh- that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the rarity. It, it shouldn't, sh- be like it shouldn't really, get extra praise. Yes, it shouldn't. Right? But it does because it's a rare thing that something like that happens in this. I love it. I love it. I think uh, it's just a great move. Yeah, it's a really good move from from a team that had some really bad PR this last year, year and a half. Yeah, agreed. So this is this is the part that I I, I was really looking forward to the most. It's it's who who spent it the worst. Who spent it the worst? Who spent yes. it the worst? And this is where this is where I kind of get to play a little bit of game show host here, and I'll see what what Casey's expert opinion is on the. I'm gonna give you three options on who spent it the worst. Okay. And by it, I mean who 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 did the least amount to improve their team. And this is by actually spending money. This isn't standing pat like sure. the Bengals. Yep. Right. Or mm-hmm. like uh, there's a bunch of teams that did who went, nothing. Who changed their team a lot? Who changed I, their team yeah. enough? Mm-hmm. But tread water, right? Your first option here, the Buffalo Bills. The poor Buffalo Bills. They added 
Frank Gore makes no sense to me. No. They no. added John Brown. We talked about it. It makes a little bit of sense if Josh Allen doesn't overthrow him. They added Cole Beasley. Not a big fan. I don't know how you feel about it. The one good move that I thought they made was was getting Mitch Morris to come play center from Kansas City. Mitch Morris is a good lineman. Yeah. So Frank Gore, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Mitch Morris. The Oakland Raiders. They added Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Right? And all the drama that comes with Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. They added Tyrell Williams. We've talked at length about Tyrell yeah. Williams. They added J.J. Nelson. Oh, did they? From no Arizona. Right. So they've revamped their entire receiving corp. They still have Seth Roberts, who somehow seems to catch six touchdowns a year. Yeah. Uh, they they added Trent Brown, so the drastic overpay for another ex New England Patriot. Yeah. Right, six foot eight, Trent Brown, and they added Lamarcus Joyner, right, to play safety. Yeah. Brown, Tyrell Williams, J.J. Nelson, Trent Brown, Lamarcus Joyner. Mm-hmm. The other option here, the Detroit Lions. And I wouldn't hate what the Lions did if, if the dollar amount was different. But So what they did was they added Trey Flowers, who, as of today, is the most expensive free agent signed. Five years, $90 million, oh, Right? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, Matt Patricia, man, he's a Patriot guy. Yeah. you got to bring in those expats. I guess. Right? They yeah, brought in Justin lesson, right? They brought in Justin Coleman, yeah. who was the, uh, the slot corner in Seattle. Right, twenty six years old, four years, thirty six million. Right, so right now you're talking one hundred twenty six million dollars on two guys. They brought in Jesse James, right, the tight end from Pittsburgh. Yeah, who can't catch the ball. No, right? still hands. And they brought in Danny Amendola to play the slot. Another expatriate. Another expatriate. Ugh. Casey, who's I, I just want to say this. Oh, do you have something to add? I have something to add. Justin Coleman also an expatriate. Was he really? Yes. Oh. Right. Okay, so who spent it the worst? Who did the worst job there? I, you know, I got, I gotta say Detroit. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> I, because if if you go, I, Oakland's close because there's a lot of weird contracts, a lot of weird players that don't quite fit. And same with Buffalo, but but with with the money and like, there's a lot of money for a, a lot of like kind of average players, players you, you, that might not even work out in Detroit. I, I think that that's probably the worst. I also read they were working out Spencer Ware. I don't know how that fits either. Yeah, why? None of it makes sense to me. No. And this is the thing with with Belichick. Belichick's guys, like his, Mm. the players that leave New England do horrible. The coaches that leave New England do horrible. Yeah. Right. Very few have been successful outside. Yeah. Very few. Right. And I I agree. New England always seems to get guys from other places that don't do well and make them do well. So it's, I think, yeah. It's the Patriot way. No one learns their lesson with this. This happened every year. (laughs) So the flip side of this is who made the biggest jump? Which of these four teams? I can already tell you did, who I think. Did the most. I know yeah. I know what you're going to say, and we're yeah. going to argue about it. We are. We're going to argue about it. But I want to give you the other options first. The, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. The Packers added Zadarius Smith, right? So the edge rusher from Baltimore. They added Adrian Amos, who, mm-hmm. if you go on Twitter, you see Bears fans saying he's the worst player on their defense. So good luck, Green Bay. That's mm-hmm. the salty fans being salty fans. Mm-hmm. Adrian Amos was not a bad player. No. He was definitely not the worst player on the Bears defense. Definitely I don't not. know who he was. He's a fairly average player. but He's an average player, he but... He's not the worst. Definitely not the worst. Yeah. Uh, they added Preston Smith, another edge rusher. So they got two new edge rushers to re- essentially replace Clay Matthews. Yeah. Right? And and they added Billy Turner, who was a, was a guard, mm-hmm. to help protect Aaron Rodgers, who, God, the guy needs protection. I don't think they're done spending yet. I don't know who they're going after necessarily. They're going to get another weapon for Rodgers. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to go into this season losing Randall Cobb, 
yeah. and not having an option, a legit option opposite Devontae Adams. Unless you and you don't think either Allen Allison or the two receivers they drafted last year. I really like him. I like MVS on the outside mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. A lot. I was much higher on St. Brown coming out of the draft from Notre Dame. He didn't really do a whole lot that impressed me. I think Allison's good. Yeah. I don't know if Allison's the answer. The answer. A number three. I, I think he's a little too big to play in the slot the way Cobb did. Yeah. And I think MBS is going to lock down that other outside spot because he is fast. Yeah. He's very fast. You got Jake uh, Camaro, too. Apparently, him and Rodgers had some sort of yeah. connection. But whether or not it's anything. I think I, the Packers have two first-round picks. I think they're going to end up taking a tight end. They're going to take they're going to take Hawkins under Fant. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And that's a big that's a big hole right there. I like it. Well, they have Jimmy Graham, but they yeah. need, they need someone who can block too. But when so. was the last time that offense? It's a different offense now. But when was the last time a tight end was relevant in that offense? Oh boy, um, who Again, was new who coach? Was, so it doesn't really yeah, but who was, matter. Who was the the tight end who had the 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 neck injury? Jermichael Finley. Oh, yeah, ha, nailed it. Yeah. Got it. Jermichael Finley. Uh, yeah, so it's been since for Michael Finley. All right, so the next team on the list, my 49ers. Mm-hmm. They, and they did most of their damage on the uh, the defensive side of the ball uh, with Jason Verrett, who we talked about, with Quan Alexander yeah. coming over from Tampa. The big move was getting D Ford in trade from yeah, Kansas City that was a big to move. be the edge rusher. Yep. They brought in De- Tevin Coleman mm-hmm. to be a running back, and they brought in what I thought was a really underrated one-year signing, Jordan Matthews, to play the slot because he's a hell of a lot better than Trent Taylor in that slot role. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think they did a lot. And I think the biggest thing that they did is hopefully getting a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. That by itself yeah. makes them a better team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Jets. The Jets, of course, won the Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes, if you want to call it that. They were the only bidder yeah. from everything I've read. So congratulations. And they, yeah, got a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, CJ Mosley. I think that's I think that's a good sign for them. I think there's a lot of money, though. It's a lot of money. I mean, we're talking. You're talking eighty-five million dollars. That's true. And it's fifty-one million until they can get out of it. Yeah. Uh, Jameson Crowder. We talked about Jameson Crowder. Yeah. Uh, amazing signing. And then Brian yeah. Poole, who's a corner from Atlanta. If solid corner. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I, think I think the Jets got a lot better. I think they did too. I think I if, totally if, if Sam Darnold is as good as everyone keeps saying he is, I don't know if he is. Yeah. But if he's as good as everyone says he is, he is, he's young and he's he's already looked better than. Like better than like a Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, God, I mean, like, that's I, I think he's going to be pretty man. good. I know it's. I know it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking those rookies from last year. Yeah. But I, I think he he has room to grow. But when he's, he's got looked, weapons, when he's looked good, and now that he has some weapons, I think he's going to take a pretty big step forward. And finally, the last team on this list with the biggest jump is the team that you're going to say make the biggest jump, and that they might have honestly, like realistically, they might have made the biggest jump. It, it's the Browns. Right, the the Super Bowl winning Cleveland Browns, as some people will tell you. <laughs> Odell I, mean, Beckham. I don't, I don't think it's going to be quite like that. I don't think, no. I don't think Brendan thought that either. But no, no. I think uh, he's he's being tongue in cheek. Yes, yeah, but I think that I think yeah. anyway. Okay, so you got you, 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 got, tell me about you got Odell Beckham, yeah. right? Fantastic. You got Sheldon Richardson, mm-hmm. super great under the radar D tackle signing, right? Uh, Demetrius Harris, tight end from Kansas City. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Another body, another target, yeah. right? Kareem Hunt. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. On yeah. Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight, eight game suspension. Eight game point. suspension, but yeah. you know they're going to try to incorporate him. They will. They'll yeah. incorporate him. Uh, and then Olivier Vernon. Yeah. Right? So you now have essentially what pans out to be a on paper 
pretty darn good defense. Very, yeah, especially that line. I mean, that, that D-line is pretty impressive. Garrett, Richardson, Vernon. Vernon. I forget the other D-tackle. Ojanobi. There you go. That's it. Uh, they also have Schobert in the middle, that's, who I think is solid, very underrated. That's solid linebacking crew. You're going to have a healthy Christian Kirksey. Yeah. They cut Jamie Collins, yeah. which that was too much money to be paying Jamie Collins. Mm-hmm. So that makes another... Yeah. Classic. I mean, that was yeah. a New England overpay, though. That was New, New England, England paying him and trading him. And Greg Williams and traded him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Denzel Ward mm-hmm. on the back end there. They still need a safety to replace Peppers. I yeah. think that's where Eric Berry might fit in. Or maybe Glover Quinn. There's a lot there's, of straight, there's, a lot there's a lot of safeties still. Safeties out there. are pretty it, it's a yeah. And the offense. So your offense, you got Nick Chubb, who is an emerging star mm-hmm. at running back. Right? Yeah. You still have Duke Johnson unless they trade him. There's yeah. a pass catching There's back. Rumors are trading him, but they're not. I don't think they're trading him until I don't know, until Hunt until Hunt's getting until close. Hunt, to yeah, him. maybe uh, they're going to use him until Hunt gets back. And and hopefully they use him in like in the slot more because he's a guy who could be a running back and then just uh, he. I agree. He was not utilized properly. So they're. I, I can tell you right years. now they're not going to use him in the slot because what they're going to end up doing is they're going to have Beckham on one end. Yeah. They're going to have Callaway on the other end. They're going to have Landry, Landry in, the in the slot. That's correct. And yeah. Njoku is going to drop passes in the middle. That's yeah. yeah, right. I so you are high on what the Browns did. And I think I honest honestly like what they did makes a lot of sense, right? I'm not as high as you. So okay. you, you tell me why why you like it, and I'll try to play devil's advocate. Well, a few uh, like we talked about the line. You 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 got one of the best D lines now because of those at least those four guys right there. I yeah, mean, that's that's just gonna put pressure oh, yeah. on every quarterback in that conference and. Beckham, how can you not say one of the best receivers in the game is not going to take pressure off Landry, who is not a number one receiver. So he's going to get open more. He's going to get he's going to get a little more room to work. Uh, Najoku is going to be a little more room to work. Your running game is going to is going to be better because of all of this. It's just going to be great for the offense. You're the offense, and you got a great young quarterback who is very accurate, who, who has a pretty decent arm. You worry a little about a little bit about protection, but I I don't. Know I worry enough. a lot about protection. I don't know enough about the Cleveland Browns line, uh, or what their plans are for the line at this particular moment in time to really tell you what how that's going to be. Yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, I, I think their defense is going to be solid. They got good linebackers, good line, good offense. So I think they made the biggest jump. Personally, I think I will say Green Bay is a close second. I think I think getting those two edge rushers it was a big deal because they last year they only had twenty two sacks as a team, which is that's not great, you know. No. So my, my early take on this is Green Bay did enough to propel themselves to win the North. Okay. I think Chicago takes a massive step back. Yeah. Massive step back. Mm-hmm. The AFC North is wide open. Yeah. Because. Everyone thinks that Pittsburgh is going to falter without Brown and without Bell. It's not that I disagree with that, mm-hmm. right? I agree with all the moves the Browns have made. I don't, I don't love trading Zeitler like I talked about. I think yeah. he was he was essential in trying to protect and opening up holes for Chubb sure. running as well. I will, yeah. It seems like Dorsey has like a plan though. He he's, he seems to always have a plan for this stuff. So I'm not. Yeah. You trade. I feel like he's smart enough to know if you're going to trade a. A good lineman for a defensive player like that—that that it's not going to totally destroy your team. What his plans are exactly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. So, if we would have recorded this a week ago, I would have said Cleveland is your favorite to win the North. Mm-hmm. 
And the more I've thought about it, I don't know if they're the favorite because I don't know if there is a favorite to win the North. I can tell you who's not going to win the North. It's Cincinnati. No. Cincinnati is the worst team in that division, period. End of of conversation. Mm -hmm. End of conversation. Now, I think you can make a legit argument for the other three. I only think one team comes out of the North. Right? So here's here's my my thought process on this. And we're going to get a little deep into this playoff picture. But the Patriots are going to win the East because the East is horrible. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are going to win the West. And if they don't win the West, they're getting a wild card. Okay? The Chargers are going to make the playoffs again. Right? So there's three teams out right there. Right? And one wild card out. Yeah. Okay? You have to have a team from the North, a team from the South, and then one more wild card. I am in the, the school of thought that both the Texans and the Colts are making the playoffs again. Okay. I can see the Colts. Okay. You don't think the Texans? <sighs> yeah, Maybe. I don't know, man. I. You got Watt. You got Clowney. Have you, yeah, they have a great defense. Uh, you Pretty got solid Deshaun offense. Watson. You got yeah, Hopkins. Hopkins uh, t- I mean, I don't think no, that team's yeah. losing a lot of games. No, you're, yeah, you're right. Right? So that's, that's tough that, to bet against them. That you're then right. leaves you just not one, spectacular, so it's, it's... one team from the north, right? Mm-hmm. The Ravens, people are going to jump on. And if you would ask me, we could go to the Ravens are horrible. I think Mark Ingram going there helps. I think Earl Thomas going there helps. Earl Thomas but, is the most... He's the most Ravens signing you could make. Oh, yeah, but you're not a Lamar Jackson fan. You think Lamar Jackson's going to lead a team to the playoffs right No, now? I don't. I don't. So I think the Ravens are out. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They also have no one to throw the ball to. They're, no, they they're, their best receiver right now is Willie Sneed. That's and at horrible. the same time, we're not going to talk about draft, but there's a lot of receivers oh, this in the draft. That who this knows where they're all, yeah. okay. all change on a, on a sure. dime. Just, just throw it out Absolutely. Yeah. I'm saying my, my March 18th look yes. at the playoff view right now, is Baltimore. so early. Baltimore out. I don't know if a rookie receiver helps that. Anyway, but yeah. I don't think Pittsburgh falters. I, they're not they, gonna, yeah, they did fine without Bell. So I think they'll do fine without Brown. Yeah, here's the thing: is they that team's offense wasn't the issue. No, last year no. it was the defense. Yeah, they signed Mark Barron today. Yes, to play in the middle. Mark Barron's not a great linebacker, but you know what? He's better We're than a lot of the guys that were. He's kind there. of a hybrid. Yeah, but he was well. They have a couple of them because yeah. they have they have Terrell Edmonds as well. Yeah, so they well, they a lot of got, flexibility. They got some young players. T.J. Watt's a star on the edge, an absolute star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This team is not that far off. They missed no. the playoff by a game last year. No, I I, right? I don't think I don't think losing Brown is as big of a deal as people. So this is the thing say. with losing Brown is that that's a lot of targets you got to spread out. Of course. I don't, I don't think Juju is the same type of receiver as Antonio. Brown. No, he's not. So I don't think you can easily say he's going to fill in where Brown left off. I think he'll have the same amount of. Production. I think Juju is what he's exactly what you saw of him already, and yeah. that's elite. Yeah. He's an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not going to become more elite. Yeah. Because Antonio Brown's not there. If anything, he's going to become a little less because there's more attention on him mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. So this is where a guy like James Washington has James to Washington. step up. And Steelers are always good with receivers. They draft they good fantastic. receivers late. They signed Dante Moncrief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he hasn't done a whole lot. You know what? But he didn't look horrible no. in Jacksonville last he year. He might Blake fit Bortles that kind of uh, Martavis Bryant kind of role. Like when Martavis yeah. Bryant really did really well for them. Like with those deep, Absolutely. deep stuff. Like, I mean, he, he had some uh, issues with his hands. He drops a lot of passes. But it might work really well for a, a got, team like, with, with a t- uh, quarterback like um, Ben, Big Ben. Roethlisberger. Yeah. 
I'm not a big Roethlisberger no, fan. But no. you know what? The Roethlisberger, like as much as as much as I don't like the guy, and as much he's as a I great think quarterback, it's, as much as I think it's 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 a whole lot of bull crap that he got a free pass for all of the sexual assault allegations, and he got married and had a kid. And now all of a sudden, it's all just washed away. Yeah, to me that's silly. Yeah, but he's he's, he's somehow become this god of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's accurate. I also think he can't move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anymore, yeah, at all. Well, yeah, he's not. He's not scrambling. He's not scrambling. No, I think James Conner is going to be just the same guy he was last year. Yeah, and Jalen Samuel's got a little bit of run. Yeah, so he'll be able to fill in. I think Vance McDonald played very well last year yeah. at tight end mm-hmm. when they needed him to. I yeah. thought getting Ryan I think I Vance think get, McDonald is a big step over Jesse James. I think McDonald is a great like he's got great hands, pretty decent hands. I, he was great for San yeah. Francisco when they his, had him. His issue is like uh, also staying healthy. Yeah, he gets absolutely. Into a lot. Um, they got Ryan Switzer last year yeah. on the cheap mm-hmm. from Dallas. He was a great slot receiver for yeah. them. Yeah. Their weapons are there. If that defense matures, they're going to win the North and Cleveland's left out of the playoffs. That's right. Okay, so that's yeah. my view on it. It's not that Cleveland's going to do bad. It's just I don't see Cleveland winning double digits. And I, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe they put it together and they do. I, well, that's the thing is, though. They, last, last year they they played like... They played awful with Hugh Jackson. Jackson gets fired. Yeah. And Kitchen steps up, or Greg Williams is the head coach, but it was Kitchen's offense really stepped up. And that team looked so different. And Baker looked like the quarterback that they drafted. I think Baker's one of those quarterbacks that's like, he's like going to be top tier at some point in time. It's hard. Maybe they don't make the playoffs this year, but I think that team's on the rise, and I think that they could make the playoffs this year. I think they, I think it could they absolutely could. I, I, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Browns fan. I've never been like a fan of a certain team. Like I've been a Buffalo fan when I was like, a lot younger. Uh, I was a Jaguars fan when they first came into the league. But like for some reason, I, I just like that Browns team. They have a lot of scrap. They have a lot. They have some really interesting talent. I don't know. I think they might do it this year. And CJ's a Browns fan, and, and, I'm, and I feel for <laughs> CJ right now. And we've come full circle exactly. back to CJ. Back to CJ. Uh, I I don't disagree. I think that the Browns are going to be much better. Mm-hmm. So that, that I mean, the, the whole point of this was who improved the most. I agree it's Cleveland. I, I, I would almost make an argument it might be the Jets because the Jets were so bad sure. last year. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. going to be better. They will be. They're going to be a lot better. The problem is they're not going to win games. Yeah. So that's NFL free agency. Yeah. And there's still more to come with it. There's a lot more to come. There's mm-hmm. still going to be some trades come draft time. And we'll talk about a little more of that later. We're going we're gonna to do a whole lot of that mm-hmm. later. What, what I want to get into right now is what are you doing this week, Casey? What am I doing? Well, this week my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law are in town, so we've been kind of just hanging out, watching movies. Great. Having some beers at Beaumont Station, enjoying this weather. I mean, this oh weather in God. Portland has been amazing. It's, it's been such an awful, cold February, and now the weather, the spring has hit before spring is even really here. We've got 60s, we've got sun, see, seeing some buds, seeing some flowers. It's been pretty nice. I, I think... Uh, Tomorrow we might hit up, uh, there's a, a bar in Oregon City that specializes in scotch and whiskey. I can't oh. remember the name of it. I wish I could. I could look it up, but I'm not I going know. to. You've, you've talked to me about this yeah. before. I don't oh, know what it is. Oh, they have lists and lists. It's a really cool place. So uh, we're probably going to go there because they're big fans of scotch and whiskey. So we'll if go you, there and enjoy If you feel like buying a bottle and bringing it back, I would I don't gladly... know if they sell by the bottle, but they might. I'll take a look. And if they I do, I would, I would 
yeah. gladly drink some scotch with Either you. Either way, maybe uh, next podcast or one after that, we can get we can drink some scotch, some good scotch. I'm into that. And talk about that. I'm into of that. Beer. I'm into that. Well, I'm what about yourself? Gosh, you know, this week is the NCAA tournament. It's, yeah. It's arguably my favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. I love the tournament. It's chaos. Tournament's fun. It's, it's madness, it's no pun intended. It's great. I like to watch it at work. Yeah. I like to put it on the, one of my screens at work. Oh, there's no shit. Sure. Nah, so Come on. They all yeah. know I do no, it. I Please. Yeah. <laughs> they all know I do it. Let's not kid ourselves. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch Duke. Yeah. Very little because they're probably going to steamroll through the first round at least. I'm going to watch the Ducks. Yeah, I'm going to watch the Ducks. Well, well I, you have yeah. to watch the Ducks. Yeah. I'm going to watch the Ducks against Wisconsin. That's going to be exciting for me. I don't think I'm going to watch a whole lot of the Blazers this week. Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I'm not going to really watch a ton of it. Uh, my wife and I have done a a recent movie list where we're we're each kind of choosing some movies and watching them, and the other person can't veto it. It's a great idea yeah. if you, if you have a significant other or a good friend or anyone, you should look into doing something like that. Cause it's a great way to just watch things that so you don't spend half an hour flipping through Comcast or Netflix or whatever yeah, it is trying, trying to, to find out something. What to watch. God, yeah, like, that drives this, me nuts. That this I don't know. Yeah. So we. Yeah. We've had waiting. It's her choice, and her choice has been my own private Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, a Portland movie, Gus Van Sant, and we haven't had a chance to watch it yet. So at some time this week, I'm really hoping that we can we can dig out a couple hours to be able to watch that, sure, and and kind of move it forward. So there's that. Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to the Stubborn Lovers. Yeah, local band, fantastic. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. They play local gigs all the time. They have a whole full length album. It's on Spotify. You can check it out. Uh, Stubborn Lovers have been so kind to let us use their music as our intro-outro music. Yeah. So, check them out. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us both on Twitter. Casey, your handle is at McGrath. Yeah. I'm at Volcom Pancake. It's a horrible handle, but it's what I've had for years. It is is what it is. Uh, You can email us at graciouslosers.podcast. Or at gmail.com. No dot before the at. That's weird. And... uh, (laughs) We're going to be coming back in a few weeks. We're going to be talking about some some pop culture and how it intersects with sports. Something a little different than just railing off around professional sports. So we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Think about that.